This is the five minute focus for Monday, the 19th of December, 2022. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And this is the five-minute focus. It is a bit of a sketch, not yet complete because I've not yet completed the programs, about what I am planning for the next couple hours of podcasting. It's also a great time for you to share this with friends, because rather than listening to an entire show, they can just sample the five-minute focus to see if they want to have news delivered this way. In hour one, suddenly so-called journalists hate censorship again. That's the headline, but there's so much subtext to this, such as which journalists don't care that the FBI has been running Twitter's censorship program and the CDC and the DHS, and we know that. It's also pretty clear that they run Facebooks and YouTubes, etc. How many journalists don't care, and what percentage of them are not allowed to talk about it? They all work for organizations that are narrative enforcers to some degree, some of them completely. So does the FBI have control over the Mockingbird media, either by influence or by having infiltrated them? Because we know that they're infiltrating. This is not in debate. So Elon Musk banned some people who call themselves journalists because they were doxing him. And no, this is not a new rule at Twitter. Overnight, Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, suspending the accounts of multiple journalists from news outlets, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, and CNN, for allegedly violating the company's new doxing policy. Yeah, it's not a new policy. See, by sharing his live location. The wave of suspensions comes on the heels of Musk's move earlier this week to permanently ban the at Elon Jet, a Twitter account that tracked the location of his private jet using publicly available data. Musk falsely claimed that the journalists had violated his new doxing policy no he didn't falsely claim but that's the way they're presenting it posting that link is a violation of that policy but the fact is people who call themselves journalists have gotten away with this because they're blue checks because they're narrative enforcers because they work for organizations that are mobbed up narrative enforcers are their organizations also run by the fbi this is cnn Twitter's user base is mostly international, and other world leaders look to leaders in America, whether they're politicians or business leaders, to implement tactics that go against the free press to hold their power. That's where That's this is going to have the- a sudden change. See, they care about it when a CEO who actually runs a company, he's not even a CEO, he's an owner. When he does it of his own accord, but when it's the FBI doing it, they still won't report on this. Elon Musk did something that Jack Dorsey, to my knowledge, never did. He held a meeting with some of the people who had been suspended. He actually got on a call with them. In the last few hours with a, a handful of journalists uh, being banned. Uh, yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been doxing uh, would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate. And I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done put to them. And and there's not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and, and regular people. Everyone Boom. 
No distinction. So there's a lot of subtext to this. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had to jump into this. We'll talk about that. Also the subtext of a massive series of layoffs. Remember that learn to code thing? Oh, the layoffs are journalists, though. WAPO. Hour two. People often talk about to love thy neighbor enough to give your life for your neighbor. No greater love has man than to lay down his life for his brother or his neighbor. Well, the laying down of the Lord Jesus' life began with his birth because he set down everything he had. He took up a cross the moment he was born and he denied himself. I mean, he was fully God and fully human. But he denied himself his, his, his power of deity. And there's been a great theft, a monumental theft. It's the theft of the word love. The sexual left says love is love. It's a lie. Love is not love. The Bible tells us about all the aspects of love. And the theft of love has made it into something that is not love. The sexual left has made love into sex, lust, and desire. But they've also made it more bland. So as we explore the week leading up to Christmas, where we recognize and celebrate the birth of the Savior of mankind, the Messiah, Lord Jesus, I want to dig into this theft, beginning with an example from one of the greatest books ever written about the experience of Native peoples um, in North America, Ian Frazier's The Res, they had words stolen. Well, I'll give you one specific example of a word they had stolen that ties into the word love being stolen from us. That is the five-minute focus. Please do share it with friends and can't wait to celebrate Christmas with you, at least virtually. 